ESPN LA 710. Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre and post game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Did you know no child is ever water safe? The goal of swim lessons is to make children safer in, on, and around water. 79% of children in households with incomes less than $50,000 have little to no swimming ability. And research shows 64% of African American, 45% of Hispanic, Latino, and 40% of Caucasian children have little or no swimming ability. Ten people drown each day in the United States. Formal swimming lessons reduces the likelihood of childhood drowning by 88%. The USA Swimming Foundation serves as the philanthropic arm of USA Swimming, established in 2004. The foundation works to strengthen the sport by saving lives and building champions in the pool and in life. Whether equipping our children with the life-saving skill or learn to swim through the Make a Splash initiative or providing financial support to our heroes on the U.S. national team, the USA Swimming Foundation aims to provide the wonderful experience of swimming to kids at all levels across the country. For more information, you could log on to USAswimmingfoundation.org. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to the experience here on ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack. Missy Franklin, swimmer and five-time Olympic gold medalist. She currently holds the world record in the 200-meter backstroke and American records in both the 100-meter and 200-meter backstroke. Missy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have on an Olympic medalist. How was it winning your first Olympic gold medal? Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely incredible. It was such an experience to have at 17. Um, I feel like I've learned so much since then. And that was my first Olympic Games in 2012. And, you know, I've learned so much over the past several years of my career, but there's really nothing like that first moment of winning your Olympic gold medal. And you have the current world record. <laughs> what, what do you attribute that to? Um, you know, that's still my record from 2012. Um, and so, you know, that meet was just the most incredible experience of my life. Um, I would have to attribute it to my coaches and teammates. They were so supportive, and I just had the time of my life there. And I think that's always when I swim my best is when I'm just having fun and just soaking as much of the experience up as I possibly can. Missy, when did you start swimming? So I started swimming when I was five. Um, it's actually a huge part of I know we're going to talk a little bit about the USA Swimming Foundation and the Make a Splash but um, I got in the water because my mom is actually terrified of the water. She never learned how to swim. How to swim. And so when I was born, she essentially said, I don't want to pass this here on to my child. Wow. So she got me in a mommy and me class when I was six months old. And she originally did it just so I would be as safe as possible in the water. And then little did we know that this incredible passion would develop out of it. Yes, yes. And um, my son's five and I'm trying to get him in the water. He loves, he thinks he could swim because he has floaties, but um, I'm trying to get him training so he can be strong oh, in the that'd water. Be amazing. Absolutely. And then when did you know you wanted to compete? 
Oh my gosh, ever. Um, Continuing has been my favorite part of the sport uh, for as long as I can possibly remember. So it was just the natural progression of things that, you know, I started on my summer club team and loved every second of it. And then did that for a couple of years before I started year-round swimming. And then it just moved on from there. Yeah. And what would you tell up-and-comers wanting to get into the sport? What would be some, like, top tips of what you need to do to become an Olympic champion like yourself? I think self-discipline is huge. Um, You know, you have to love it, first and foremost. But beyond that, if you really want to reach a level of elite competition, if you want to make it to a World Championships or Olympic Games, you have to have so much dedication to your sport and to yourself and the discipline of not only going to training every day, but making the most out of training every single day and recognizing that you're not just an elite athlete in the pool. You're an elite athlete outside of the pool in terms of your nutrition, in terms of how much you get sleep, in terms of how much you have physical therapy. I mean, it's so rounded in terms of all the things that contribute to your success. And so having to stay disciplined almost 24-7 all day, every day is a big commitment Um, But it is absolutely more than worth it if you are chasing your dreams. How did you handle being a scholar athlete? (laughs) With a lot of help, for sure. Yeah. You know, I I had so much help from my fellow classmates, from my teachers. But again, it's it's all about self discipline and learning how to time manage. And I'm so grateful for swimming for teaching me such a a life skill. Um, But school for me has always come first. Um, so making sure that my grades are where they need to be in, in the classroom. And um, for me also, it's been a great way to take my mind off of swimming sometimes when the pressure can be a lot and it can be a little intense. It's nice to just go and, and just do homework for a couple of hours and kind of forget about everything else. Right. What did you learn um, going to the Olympics that you didn't think about be- until you're in that experience? Oh my goodness, there's so much. Um, I think the Olympics is just so special in that just being in the Olympic village, you are surrounded by the best athletes of every single sport throughout the world. And that is truly an indescribable experience. And I think the biggest thing we tell our rookies on the Olympic team is it's just another swim meet. Um, yes, it's on a much larger scale and there's a lot more media attention, but the truth is, for us, it's just another meet. We're swimming the same races. We've swam 100 times before. We're racing all of the same people that we've been racing. So, you know, it's it's all about just staying confident and recognizing that you've prepared for this and you just need to go out there and do your best. Right. Do you still get butterflies? Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because if I didn't, then it wouldn't be important to me. Right. But I really care. And so when I get those feelings of, of nervousness, of excitement, of butterflies, I love that because it shows me like, wow, this is something that is truly important to me. Yes. Missy, can you um, tell us like some of the training tips that your coach gave you to um, be able to be an Olympic gold medalist? I wish it were that easy. (laughs) I don't think there's like specific training tips that will help you get to that level. I think it's all about being consistent. Um, You know, it's going to practice every single day. It's going to practice twice a day if that's what you need. You know, it's it's not skipping on the days you want to. It's not sleeping in instead of going to morning practice. It's it's really being there and being present and. Uh, I can guarantee you that there's going to be days when you're exhausted and sore and the last thing you want to do in the world is 
4.30 in the morning is go jump in a cold pool. But that's when you have to remember your goals and your dreams and you have to really fight hard for them. Yes, uh, it's not easy, but again, it takes dedication and, and fight for it. 100%. Absolutely. So, Missy, you uh, are speaking on behalf of the USA Swimming Foundation. Tell us about the initiative <laughs> for Make a Splash. I will, absolutely. So, I've been an ambassador for the USA Swimming Foundation, which is the philanthropic arm of USA Swimming um, for about three years now. And their Make a Splash initiative is what I'm, I'm, what I'm doing now. I'm currently in, in D.C. And essentially, our goal is to provide every child in America with a swim lesson. Um, we feel so strongly that swimming is a life skill. And there are 10 drownings every single day in the U.S. And those drownings can be prevented. And that prevention is swim lessons. And so the USA Swimming Foundation and Make a Splash, what they do is they are able to work with local partners and they can provide free or low-cost swim lessons to those who may not have been able to have access to those in the first place. And I think we've reached about 6 million children as of 2007, which is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's great. I know I've, I've grown up with a lot of, or I have a lot of friends now that did not grow up with a swimming pool anywhere around them or the beach or anything. Yeah. So they don't know yeah. how to swim. Um, can you yeah. t- talk about that and how, you know, you're reaching specific areas throughout the country? Absolutely. I mean, we're trying to reach every area. So you can go onto USASwimmingFoundation.org and you can find all the different locations where we provide swim lessons and where we have places where you can go. And, you know, we've done so much research on it and we found that by putting a child in swim lessons, you reduce their risk of drowning by 88%. So especially as we go into the summer, people, you know, start to go to the pool a little bit more. It is just so crucial to make sure that you're giving your child or your friend's kids, whatever it is, your nieces, nephews, you know, this skill that they're going to use for the rest of their life. Now, along with, um, like, uh, socioeconomic um, challenges, there's also race race and ethnicity differences within children that are swimming and not swimming. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So, I mean, the numbers for all of them are staggering, but we find that um, African-American children, then Hispanic, and then Caucasian children all have rates. I think, um, I don't want to get any of the statistics wrong, but I mean, some of them are upwards of 45% of those children don't know how to swim. And we want to make that available to every single child, regardless of race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status. This is a right that every child has, and we're doing everything in our power to give them that right, because as a child, and as something that could potentially save their lives, it's something they all deserve. Now, Missy, you you said that your mother had a fear of swimming. Now, fear also weighs into African-American children who do not swim. It's like 29% of African-American children do not swim because of fear of drowning. Uh, Can you talk about that and how you're able to maneuver that within the children in our community? Absolutely. So fear of swimming, we have learned, is very generational. And that is why, you know, my story with my mom resonated so well with the entire campaign because my mom was 
terrified of the water. And it's kind of a natural inclination as a parent to say, well, if I'm terrified of something, like I'm just going to keep my kid away from it completely. And and my mom did not want to pass that fear down on to me. And we've learned also that if parents are good swimmers, there is a 4.3%, there's 4.3 times more likely to have children that are going to be better swimmers as well. And that is so crucial and so huge when you look at this generational impact. So I still encourage the parents out there that even if you yourself are not comfortable with being in the water, don't let that stop you from getting your children involved in some lessons and just stop that fear right there and, and try and end this cycle. Missy, have you seen the the ratio for more um, children, uh, minority children, getting into the sport? No, so that's kind of a big part of our next research coming up. And, you know, I think it's incredible because we truly are seeing, I think, more diversity in the swimming world than we ever have before. You know, Colin Jones, the first African-American to ever win a swimming gold medal, he's a huge part of the Make a Splash Tour and initiative in the United Foundation. We have Simone Manuel doing unbelievable, unbelievable things in the swimming world with her accomplishments and, and her wanting to give back. So I think with their inspiration and their example, we're really hoping that that influences. We're definitely seeing, you know, the rates of children um, getting into some lessons go up, which is so important, but we need that to be higher and higher because we want to do whatever we can to make sure that the rate of drowning in the U.S. every day is zero. And family is very significant within, uh, with children getting into the water, going swimming, you know, becoming the Olympic swimmer like you are. Can you talk about how important that is? Absolutely. I think it just makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the support of your family and your friends and you all go and have a pool day together. And I'm like, those are some of my most cherished memories from my childhood. And and I want every child to have that. And we were talking about it today and we got in the water with the kids and they're laughing and giggling and having the best time. And they don't really even realize that we're teaching them something that could be saving their lives. All they know is they're having a great day at the pool. And so to be able to combine the best of both worlds like that, I think is something really special. Yes. And as part of uh, of the USA Swimming Foundation, you are definitely spreading that love. How about you? How do you keep your love for the sport going when you have to have so much dedication and you have to, you know, uh, train all the time? Absolutely. So for me, I think it's a lot about remembering why I started in the first place. Um, I didn't start swimming to become an Olympic gold medalist. Um, you know, when I was five years old, was that a dream? Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, what five-year-old doesn't have that dream? Right. But I, I went to practice every day because I loved it, because I loved being in the water. I loved the people that I got to do it with. And so I really try and just focus on the grassroots level of, of what swimming is, what it's done for me, and how it's helped me as a person. Now, Missy, I've had several athletes on here and uh, topics talking about how when people come back from the Olympics, they may suffer from depression. And you currently, you came out as a, a swimmer that is, you opened up about your depression. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about that and how you came to realize that this is what you were dealing with? Absolutely. So mine was actually leading up to my Olympic Games. It wasn't after. Uh... And it was just 
an incredibly challenging time. Um, and I felt like I needed to talk about it um, because I think um, I'm a woman of faith and, and I truly believe that we go through everything for a reason and that every bit of the pain we experience has a purpose. And in going through this, I've realized that one of the main reasons we go through the suffering in our lives that we do is so that we can help others who are going through the same thing. And um, I know this, you know, is coming out more and more and people are recognizing that it is so much more common than you believe. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was just the fact that, you know, I realized for the first time how much of my, my value of, you know, who I was as a person, I placed in Missy the swimmer and what I could achieve in a pool. And I never even thought that was an issue until, you know, I stopped achieving my goals and things kind of started to go downwards for me in the pool. I realized then how much of of my self-respect and my self-love I based on my accomplishments. And so I'm now, in hindsight, so grateful. Um, you know, to have had that and to recognize now that I can stand here and be so proud of, of who I am and I can respect myself and love myself even if I never get in a pool again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an unbelievably hard process to go through. But again, it has shaped me and molded me in ways that I could have I could have never imagined. I truly commend you for doing that because there are a lot of athletes, a lot of um, student athletes that are going through the same thing and they don't know that, you know, that... They don't know that it's it's not something to be embarrassed by. It's like taking care of you and knowing your self-worth, like you said. And but when you commit so much time to a sport, everything is about that sport. And then, you know, you go about wondering, okay, well, what's my self-identity? And then you get you get lost, right? Absolutely, a hundred percent. And I think you know, that's kind of what made my situation worse for so long was I felt so guilty about the way I was feeling because I looked around me, I looked at how blessed I was. There, there's never been a day in my life where I've woken up ungrateful. I mean, I have the most amazing family, the most amazing friends. I've been gifted with the most incredible opportunities. And so it almost made me feel this worse because I was like, almost how dare I? Like, how dare I feel these things after all the things that I've been given? And I had the best people that walked, you know, through that journey with me by my side saying, you need to accept these. Like, just because, you know, your situation is different doesn't give you an exemption from these feelings. Exactly. You won't struggle and have these hard times in your own way. And so it just, it really helped ground me and recognize that every single person goes through struggles that are going to be very, very different um, for each person, but they're all equally as painful and as hard and we need to be there and just love one another the best that we can when we're going through times like that. Absolutely. And that's uh, one thing I, people in, even in their later, later years are still learning that. And you've learned that in, you know, in your (laughs) twenties. Great job, Missy. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. Now, uh, you're, are you training for the upcoming Olympics now? I am. I am. Yep. So I'm at the University of Georgia right now, and I'm finishing up my degree and training for 2020. Uh, but it's it's really nice, honestly, this time. Um, I, of course, would love to make the team, but I'm going to make sure that 
that me swimming the next two years is for me and for no one else. Yes, yes. And uh, are you majoring in journalism? Are you going to be the next? I'm also majoring in religion. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So I've been, it's been an incredible journey so far, and I'm really excited. I have a couple. I just transferred from the University of California, Berkeley, and had an amazing several years there um, and have a little bit left, so I'm very excited, um, you know, just to keep learning and to keep growing. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your life with our listeners. Thank you so much, Missy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And Missy, where can we find more information about the USA Swimming Foundation and uh, this great project? Yeah, so it's super easy. It's usaswimmingfoundation.org, and you can log on there. You can find local partners where you can go and get some lessons. You can find all of our Make a Splash Tour Stop locations. So a lot of information is going to be right there on the website. All right. Swimmer and five-time Olympic gold medalist, Missy Franklin, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. ESPN LA 710. The USA Swimming Foundation serves as the philanthropic arm of USA Swimming, established in 2004. The foundation works to strengthen the sport by saving lives and building champions in the pool and in life. Help us teach one million children how to swim in 2018. Make a donation or get involved at usaswimmingfoundation.org. I'm Laferne Cusack, and this is ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA 710.